Welcome to No Such Thing as Normal podcast with Natalie Hayes and Jess McKeown. This is a casual podcast where we talk about all the things you're not supposed to talk about in order to help you normalize your real life because really we're all just a bunch of weirdos having a completely human experience in a society that asks us to pretend like we're not. And I'm your host, Jess, a gifted spirit baby medium who facilitates deep soul healing by channeling divine messages. And I'm your other host, Natalie, an intuitive mentor and transformative healer. Be sure to subscribe where you listen to podcasts, watch our 100% unedited episodes on YouTube, and you can also follow us on Instagram at McJaguar and at IntuitivelyNatalie for more weirdo and woo-woo content. And if you like this episode, our final episode of season two, please be sure to rate and review and subscribe and share and tag us so that more people can unleash their weird with you. So welcome to our final episode for season two. This is our live Q&A episode. Uh, if you okay. missed season ones, go back and listen to it. It's pretty funny. I think what's Freud showed up. Didn't Freud show up? Yeah. It was like right here. Yes. I don't know why spirits have no sense of personal space or boundaries with me, but <laughs> I'm working on it. It's like, I see you. I feel you, dude. <laughs> Yeah, well, you had an experience recently also channeling like a spirit that just showed up. I do. And, you know, spirits just show up sometimes and want me to pass on <laughs> messages. And I'm just having coffee or tea with my friend. And so I will often say to the spirit, if I pass on your message, will you go? Because we feel alone. <laughs> because it's like you're having a, a chat with a friend and there's like a person just like standing there like super awkward, like, hi, I know you can't see me really, but you can sense me and feel me. And so um, that's always my thing with spirits. I'm like, what's your message? And then will you go? And they usually do. It's really funny to watch a spirit like walk downstairs. Like, <laughs> be like, great, it passed on my message. So yeah, I don't know. That's it happens with people who I've asked my guys about this that are like really in tune. If you're already open and you're doing the work and I'm just having a friendly conversation with you, like stuff will just show up and mm. my abilities just kind of go into hyper mode, you know? Um, I don't, I can't really control it per se. Like it, I don't like they happen now, but it just will come in. And it's sometimes kind of jarring, mm -hmm. to be totally honest. And you see like a native guy with like tattoos on his face and a spear and a thing through his nose, like staring at you so intently, like you must pass on this message. I'm like, okay. Um, but I guess it's a pretty bright light for those people. So and I'm don't... probably pretty accommodating. <laughs> I'm, pre I'm pretty accommodating to the spirit world. I'm I don't like know who you know. I'm like Motel 6, like we'll leave the light on. like. Like, oh, Motel Jess. six, Jess, don't ever. You're a Hilton. Don't let anybody tell you different. <laughs> uh, I'll leave. I'll leave the light on for you, spirit, as I like to say. Um, but I think as you kind of open, like, does this happen to you? Um, mine is not necessarily the same way. I don't channel in the same way that you channel. You like see okay. things, like see things so so vividly. Yeah. I like feel into the energy of things. And I apologize for the congestion and the nasally sound. The pregnancy congestion has hit me. So we're just going to work with it. Um, I will enunciate the best I can. But when people are talking to me about like situations or other people, a lot of the times I'll be able to like feel into that energy, but mm. not necessarily like have a spirit show up and say like, Hey, so if like, you're talking to me about your partner or whatever, and just mentioning their energy, sometimes they'll show up. Like someone was talking to me about their mom and their mom's energy showed up. So like I invited it mm. forward and you could just like feel her neuroses 
And that was like the message mm-hmm. that was being conveyed in that relationship. So it's not like I see those spirits or anything. I think that would be really cool, but I like feel. Is it like you're just going along having your conversation and then when they say something like your energy changes or like, how do you know it shows up for you? Um, when they're more inquisitive about it, if they're saying it in a way that they want to understand more or go deeper into it, it's like, a, it's like. I think it's a projector thing. Like I need that invitation to be able to like go I, deeper into that energy or else I'm not going to mess with it. You're like, thank you. Inquired. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's just go. call your mom forward or we'll talk to her. Um, okay. How do you call, how do you call somebody's mom forward? I just, I just invite their energy forward. I don't have like a fancy way of doing it. I just like invite them forward. You don't send them like an Evite or something? No. <laughs> You're like, please show up. No, you just heard... say like come forward or like mentally say come <clears throat> forward or like it's an invitation in your energy. Yeah. Yeah. You I have mm-hmm. to invite them forward. I feel like I had yeah. you have really strong boundaries. So like stuff just doesn't show up for me like that, but I have to invite it in. I for sure think these people show up because my boundaries are weak. <laughs> just like I said, there. motel six. They're like, <laughs> no. yeah. just so just available. <laughs> um I love it. I love it. So we've been podcasting for a year because uh, this is going to come out the week after the Cancer New Moon. And I think that's when our first episode came out last year. Yeah. We like cancer season. Do we? Well, I do. Do you? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Every time the moon is in cancer and now it's like the moon is in cancer. Always in I hate the moon in cancer. I'm like, okay. Now we have a whole season of cancer season. It's like... Oh yeah. Don't remind me. I know. And then when the moon is in cancer and the sun's in cancer, I'm going to be out of office. <laughs> That's actually, so people have been like, my schedule is shut down right now. And people are like, what are you doing and why? And I was like, I'm actually planning to work on days when the moon is in better placements for me than others. That's kind of why my schedule might look a little bit more sporadic in August and in the fall. Um, Cause I want to try that. Yeah. You know, I, I don't want to have to just work through a cancer moon if I don't need to. I feel like they're not all bad. That's like a broad generalization. It's just, I like my Chiron is in cancer. I just don't like it that much. It's wounding. It's very emotional. Yeah. Yeah. And do you have a cancerian mom too? Um, my mom is a cancer rising. Okay. And I have a cancerian mom. So yeah. But a Taurus. We're ready for all the, I'm ready for all the emotions. It's, I don't, I don't know. Those. I don't feel so emotional though do you I mean uh, I guess, is it cancer season it is I'm just right? grumpy yeah. yeah it is today today yeah. is the day after the solstice so it's officially the cancer season uh historically just like haven't really gotten along with cancers like who have really strong cancer placements in their chart I just historically have not gotten on that well but then you sent me an article today about how everybody hates Gemini's so I feel like it's fair to have preferences <laughs> I, I feel like there are some signs that kind of get like bad rap, right? Like yeah. we have, I know Jillian is a Pisces and Pisces, it was get like emotional and, uh, you know, like, like kind of like cancers do, right? Like mm-hmm. we can't, it's, they're like, and Scorpios are kind of like their own water sign. They're kind of like, woof off Ooh. on their own, but the Pisces and the Cancerians, it's like, I think that's just like a bashing on the divine feminine. I mean, I like, what's wrong with being emotional, right? I mean, what's wrong with being wrong with it. sentimental? There's... It's only, I mean, why are we dwelling? <laughs> I mean, why is it in so why are we dwelling? Though? I don't know. Is, well, that doesn't make sense. In the Cancerian southern hemisphere, it's winter. winter. It is True. in half the world. 
<laughs> I'm so I'm so northern hemisphere focused. Um, I'm doing so much family stuff and so much home stuff right now. Like my mm-hmm. husband tried changed three light bulbs yesterday in our house. Wow. Um, we're having family visit in uh, July. My mom's birthday is at the end of June. Um, I went to some birthdays. I went to some graduations that was still in Gemini season, but that's okay. But it's just it's it's family oriented and I'm going to just take it easy and make my home pretty. That's what I think I'm going to do. I don't want to really want to cry a whole bunch. (laughs) No, I want to be more home family. Yeah. Yeah. That feels like actually a very big thing for July. I feel like every July is like that. I want to hibernate because it's so hot, especially growing up in Texas, like July, August, those are the worst. Those are the worst. So you just want to be inside. And you've just come off your season of Gemini season. So I'm sure you're like integrating all of that. I mean, well, I did have COVID last week. So I feel like I've been integrating something. (laughs) For sure. For sure. Um, Okay. So this new moon is at the end of the month. Next week. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, I guess, when this comes out, but this, um, it's square to Jupiter in Aries. And I was kind of reading some information about this. It says, go after your dream that's connected to your sense of security. So I kind of just feel like what they're kind of showing me this idea of like, what can you do to make your dreams more secure? What can you do in terms of landing it deeper into your lineage and your family and your work and like why you're here? Because you guys are not just here for one lifetime and you have generations that are going to come after. So think about the long-term they're saying. Okay. I feel like that makes yeah. a lot of sense because we have been texting back and forth. I did not, I decided to like re-pull cards for the back half of the year on the solstice yeah. because yeah. energy changes, you shift timelines all the time. So I was like, well, let's just, let's just see like if stuff's changing. And I hated every card I pulled and it just didn't feel right. And then you said that like cards and crystals and stuff are not wanting to be used in sessions anymore. And I really haven't, I haven't been using them either. I feel like they're not I don't, I don't like, they're not at the right frequency for like this, yeah, for all um, we've been going through. It's, they're just kind of like, um, that they're nice. They're nice. Like, um, things that make you feel good, things that give you perspective, things that kind of help you understand things, but we're, but they're also, they were also written and constructed in such a long time, like Rider Waite, mm-hmm. Tarot, right. And when that artwork was done and just, you know, oh, how shit. much it, updated tarot like change the way the artwork looks right so it's just it's like what we kind of were talking about was like just because you pulled cards at the beginning of the year and now it feels different doesn't mean you have to like stay with the rest of those cards if you don't like something like repull yeah right? my sort of like <laughs> I kept pulling like this fucking sword cards I hate the sword cards because they're so like mental and uh and like fives like I kept pulling fives like five of swords and it's like oh, despair God. and the grief worst. and I'm like what like I'm having a baby like it can't be that bad and my guys like you're not a victim like you can if you don't like this card it's not a done deal you can choose differently so I think we're done probably like preemptively pulling cards and stuff like that for the month and instead just setting intentions and seeing how it yeah but like 100% you can like repull cards if you don't like yeah you can it's not so Like, because, because it is a reflection of like, maybe your energy was off or maybe you were in a different mm-hmm. place or, you know, it's just a reflection of where you are at that time. And what my guys are saying when we're having this combo was like, it's their tools to help you and guide you. And, you know, people have done so much timeline shifting and 
energy shifting that, you know, it might be good to kind of repull them. All my cards for the second half of the year, when I pulled them at the beginning, they were reverse. Yeah. Reverse cards. Like, and you're like July. Uh, and I'm like, what the fuck is going to happen? What's going to happen? But, <laughs> but like, maybe that if I repulled again and I got similar energy, I would look at that. But if I got totally new energy, I'd be like, okay, you know, like compare and contrast, like, mm-hmm. don't be afraid to, to repull them. And then the crystals and cards, like, I'm sad about it, to be totally honest. I love crystals. And my guides are just like, well, you're going to just do separate things with those. This can be separate, different, different offerings, that kind of stuff. And I was like, mm-hmm. okay. But even today, even though they've given me this message, you guys, I'm so defiant with my guides, just so you know. I was like, I'm just going to pull cards because I want to know. And I want to see <laughs> what the energy is. And sure enough, no reference to cards for my guides and the clients. And I would be like looking over. I tried to even bring one in and they're just like literally like pulled my hand back and they're just like, stop. Um, and for <laughs> me, what they're saying is like, I have enough of a connection now where um, I don't need to rely on those messages as much anymore. Like if like what they'll do, what they've been doing is they'll just show me a crystal. Like yeah. this client needed Malachite. And I was like, oh, Malachite's here for you. Or, oh, this is this card, this tarot card will just like show up over their energy. So I know the message and I can communicate you know, what they are, but yeah, it's just making room for new things. And I think sometimes on a spiritual pathway, if you find like a tool's not working or you're not drawn to something like it's okay. Maybe it's time to like shake things up a bit. Yeah. And I feel like clear cognizance is coming into more popularity oh. mm. um, with all these like ascension frequencies. Cause I think, I think, I don't know, uh, but all other like beings, communicate telepathically and I think that's what we're like moving towards so I think that probably the more tangible physical tools or what we're just like gradually moving away from to really sharpen this like telepathy this claircognizance I'm getting a thumbs up for my guides so I feel like that's I'm I'm getting that yes because we may not oh shit what they're saying is where we're going (laughs) what does that mean guys Guys. It's like where we're going. Like it's like the Back <laughs> to the Future. Like we won't need roads. That's what they're kind of showing me because they're very funny. But like where we're going, we won't need tools. We yeah. won't need yeah. cards. You know, like you can. Like my crystals are still actually working for me. They've rearranged themselves, and they're like just happy being little crystal beacons here. But in terms of like divination, is what they're saying to me. We will be able to just directly download because they're saying that's what the collective wants. Yeah. AKA that's what they need because us witchy people like love the divination and like reading tea leaves and spending time out in nature. But for the collective advancement, we just seem to be like, here's the message. Here's the memo. Like, I just know that I need to do this. I just know mm-hmm. this feeling. And it's going to be the like unshakable feeling of like, I just need to do this. They say it comes in through the head and connects directly to a port in your belly. That is this like, you know, that feeling that you get when you're just like, I don't know why I feel this, but I just have to do this. Or mm-hmm. it just, it's a motivation center there that it's connecting to. Love that. Love that Very for cool. us. But uh, why, Natalie, why are we connecting to this? Why are we all upgrading and ascending? New earth, obviously. Okay. Obviously. Hopefully you guys are all coming to the new earth. <laughs> I'm sorry. If I'm not, kidding. we love you. No, that's no, not. Everybody's coming. <laughs> Uh, we, we've had some discussions of like, God, they're gonna be like a bunch of dead people. Or right, like, like, what is this? Because there's happen? so much. 
information out there that's like being channeled and a lot of it is similar but a lot of it is different some people are saying like we're actually going to be going to a new planet like consciously and bringing our bodies and like walking through a portal and other people are saying like you're just going to wake up and you're going to be in a different dimension and there's going to be other people who have chosen to stay in lower frequencies on a different dimension of earth because that's what they've chosen so I don't know we're just gonna have to see how it goes yeah like my guys are like maybe you pull the card for it it's not gonna work so like we're just gonna have to like see how it goes I don't think anybody really knows but let's ask them what we can do to prepare best for that oh now they like this <laughs> they really just said keep doing your spiritual work mm -hmm. keep integrity keep cleanliness which cleanliness means like um no bad practices, no black magic, right? That kind mm. of like, in that sense. Um, and then my my third guy goes, "Don't worry about it." <laughs> like that. Like my other two guys, are like do these things. It's and my other guy, like, "Don't worry about it." Like right. And 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 they say in the sense of worrying, like that's what he's emphasizing. You don't want to like worry and think and what's it going to be like. It's more just like if you're if you're evolving and like you're doing your spiritual work and like just keep doing it and you will ascend they said to me and again it's like i that's curious about the other planet other thing i don't i get the more feeling that it will be like a we wake up and it's different or it just feels different or looks different but it's not noticeably different like we don't wake up and like the sky is purple right <laughs> that would be cool it's just it's noticeable you can notice that things change i guess mm -hmm. is what they're showing me Mm -hmm. Yeah. You can just tell that you're in a different, you're vibrating in a different frequency. I was listening to the, I finally finished that Dolores Cannon book. Jesus has taken me this whole season to listen to. And she was saying that, um, well, not she, they were saying, and she was relaying that if somebody from the 1800s, like if we were encountered humans from the 1800s, as we are now, they would think yeah. that we are glowing. They would see us as glowing beings because our frequency is so much higher than it was back then. So like you're yeah. already ascended so much that we don't really realize, but we also don't have that kind of like frame of reference. But I thought that was fascinating. We glow. <laughs> I love that. I do. I, that's so curious. I would love to talk to a human from the 1800s. I thought that's you were gonna say that boundaries. they thought we were aliens. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Don't no, call them in. <laughs> they're like, here we go. <laughs> No, I can just um, see them lining up like people from the 1800s like oh I'll talk to her I'll talk to her she's got a light I'll on talk to her about this yeah light off um <laughs> I I really feel like this what they're kind of showing me too is like unless it's the planet option which I'm not seeing so that's great but you know what I'm seeing is you are also still with other frequencies mm. but the if you ever do like frequency work or like sound healing right like the the why sound healing works essentially is it like the sound vibrations like bring all the other vibrations up to that level of the sound that's why they have all those like different hurts and the love hurts and the mm -hmm. healing hurts and the cleansing hurts or all those different they like get at that vibration so you your vibration will kind of help others to change so they're saying it's less like a a movie woo costume change and it's more like a you're vibrating differently you've ascended and then the people you're around you put that vibration out there and they can't help but vibrate differently does mm -hmm. that make sense mm -hmm. i say that a lot lately after i channel i'm like does that make sense does that did i communicate that well totally it's like a channeling sense. tick it's a channeling <laughs> tick 
you know, channelers have that. They say things or whatever. That's my thing right now. I'm like, does that make sense to you? Like, mm-hmm. because I, when I'm asking you that, if I'm coming out of the channeling state to be like, tell me what you feel about what I just said. Because you don't remember. <laughs> yeah. Or it's just like, you know, it's more just like, is this resonating? Cause I'm the deliverer of the message. So there's questions right. I can clarify, but yeah, yeah. That's what they're showing me. And then they're saying that like, that's why it's important for us to keep ascending and vibrating because if enough of us do it, it's almost like there's a mass wave and we'll just soup up all the other low vibrations. Yeah. I think that's what's happening right now up until this like flash energy, whenever that may or may not happen. I'm just so curious about the flash. I know. I feel like it's like looming, like it's imminent. You and I were talking about how it feels like something apocalyptic is coming. Like it feels like energetically, I don't know, something is coming, a big shift, a final shift. I don't know. I don't know. Do you guys feel that? Who's on the call? Like, do you guys like feel that there's something percolating? I don't know if it's just us. We've talking a lot about just being tapped into collective energy. Like, you know, where you like wake up and you're like, why do I feel this way? What's going on? Like cancer season. (laughs) <laughs> oh it's cancer season that's why I feel this way but like I just I don't know what it is and I keep asking my guides and they're like well it's just to, you're feeling this so that you can be ready that you can be mm-hmm. not shocked when it happens I don't feel like I said is it going to happen around me and they're like no further away mm-hmm. um but just what does that look like so and then I had a client message me about I was just like hey how's your baby she's like great have you heard about CERN <laughs> so it was like CERN. So they, what we wrote it down, the European Council for Nuclear Research, CERN is the French version, which we're not going to pronounce, although we should try to. But um, (laughs) they found the the Higgs boson boson, um, particle, and they're turning it back on in July to maybe find more stuff about the universe. And my first question was like, what are you going to do with this info about what the universe is made of? Right. Right? Okay, well, I have something to say about CERN. Okay, what? Because we, because you mentioned it before, but I didn't get to tell you about what I learned about it. Okay, so it's been off for like three years. Yeah, getting upgraded. Particle channel. Okay, well, according to this, because I was just listening to this from Dolores Cannon, and she was channeling the higher beings. They turned it off. They, higher intergalactic beings, because they were messing with dark matter with CERN. And the last time it was on, it was like, they were kind of creating potential for mass destruction or like ripples or something in the universe that could have like destroyed galaxies or whatever. So they up there turned it off. I don't know what they did to turn it off, but they said they were messing with dark matter. They didn't know what they were doing because they were not of the creator being type. It wasn't being done in like good integrity, like positive integrity. So I don't know if it's actually going to get turned back on, but they said the last time it was on, there was a bunch of like glitches and like timeline, weird matrix stuff, like weird stuff happen because they're essentially like opening up portals and black holes, not in They're trying to recreate how the universe was created. Why? Like, like it's already out there. <laughs> that's my, that's my, <laughs> don't reinvent the wheel. I was like, they're going to like have a like mini like Coca-Cola universe and it's the metaverse. Like, come on, the metaverse, the metaverse. happening at the same time as all this right. universe stuff. Like there's something there, but I, I just don't know what, like, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't get enough information about it. Um, so I'm just sort of like, hmm, curious. What could that be? Mm-hmm. I know I'm hearing that just like all of the decisions haven't been made and not everybody is in place yet, but they're not going to let us destroy the planet. So that's, that's encouraging good. news. 
Thank God that we have <laughs> alien intervention to prevent us humans from blowing ourselves up. What would happen though? Would we just start over? Um, no, they were actually, even though there's that law of non-interference, they would yeah. interfere because it would create such mass destruction in the rest of the universe. So they would like have yeah. to, intervene. that's why they, that's I, why we haven't blown ourselves up yet. And what I'm hearing about that even more so is that it's less, they can intervene in certain things. They mm-hmm. just can't intervene with like you and your choices and that kind of stuff, but they could make this thing not work for a while and three years that kind of that kind of stuff right they can (laughs) intervene is what they're saying that's a difference than interfering that's the clarity they want you to know Mm -hmm. this council is like very serious today standing over here in triplicate form nice they're very tall they're kind of alien looking today are they the council of nine are they the creators my guides go there's three of them oh no um they are sort of what they're kind of saying to me is like um they're pr agents for the galaxy like making sure that what is being talked about and is understood by everyone so they're here to like answer questions intergalactic pr okay well we love that PR. that's a great job to have Well, it's really appropriate because um, this is our live Q&A episode. So we actually do, we have a couple of questions. And then if anybody has any questions for the PR representatives from the universe, I'm sure they would be happy to oblige. (laughs) Yes, they will. Uh, Our first question, if you're not able to have children in this life, how can you open up that opportunity in your next life? I love it. Um. So they're saying right away, they're like, hold up, do, 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 do. you still have this life. So just because you can't have what we're kind of, what they're going to clarify as physical children from your own womb space, doesn't mean that you still can't mother, doesn't mean that you still can't be in that energy of caring for children of the earth and the planet and making it a better place for them. So that's the first thing they want you to know is that A lot of times, if you do not have physical children, you're actually in positions to help more what we call like the global collective children. So just be aware of that, that, you know, all for naught is not true, right? You are doing this work here and now. And then um, in the next lifetime, what they're kind of saying is reflecting on um, anything that you see that you clearly know as to why you didn't bring in children physical children this lifetime so maybe was it a partner was it an age thing was it a career thing like depending on what you can kind of identify and then sort of working on that now because what you take from this lifetime you'll take into the next so working on those things that maybe prevented you clearing away anything around those issues so to speak to then free yourself into that next lifetime but also what they're saying is that you might have just chosen not to do children this lifetime for various reasons like Natalie and I were talking about this that like she was like I don't know if I want to have kids this lifetime yeah so like when you do choose that you might have chosen a pathway where you're like optional for kids like if it happens and some people have a lot of high circumstances in terms of like I want to be married first and I want it this and I want that you know so if you if you don't meet those in your window when you'd like to have children then they just respect that and move forward Um, so you could try opening up your expectations around kids right? Being open to receiving all kinds of kids, working in different ways, experiencing it in that sense. Yeah. But if you didn't have them this lifetime, it's just, it's likely because you're working on other things. 
Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Or you had like something really terrible and traumatic and like past lives associated with kids and your soul is like, we're not doing that this life. Yeah. Like me. (laughs) Like me. (laughs) Yeah. My record said I had like a 20% chance of having kids in this life. And I totally, it was been confirmed by a couple of other people too. And I totally, I see that uh, just like judging by the way the first trimester went. So I think there were actually like a lot of big things that had to be moved through and like circumstances that had to come together just right so yeah that's actually a good thing too is to in this lifetime now look at your past lives and go explore like can I see myself as a mother in my past lives to experience it like for me all my babies died and all my past Mm -hmm. lives it was pretty awful and so part of the work that I'm doing now is that I asked source can you please tell me what's going on and they said no but we can give you this ability to connect with the babies and that helped me to understand, oh, it's not me. It's these babies and the work that they're doing. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Next question. Yeah. With religion being as corrupt as it is, why do we have to use certain religious people to clear out negative beings or possessions, specifically Catholic? Mm. Or is this totally false? And we are just programmed to think that. Can I? I have the answer. Yeah. <laughs> Um, it's totally false. Uh, people really like to have validation through struggle. So like exorcisms, like blah, puking, throwing up, like people really like that validation, but it does not have to be that way. I have removed dark spirits from people or from houses by literally having a conversation with them. Yeah. Like it, it is all kind of for show, but a lot of people get off on that and they, they enjoy the like, yeah, performance of it. I just imagine you being like, ah, excuse me, sir. Hi, I'm Natalie. Um, nice what do you need me to do? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> doing a little negotiation there. Um, yeah. But why do we have certain religious people to clear out negative beings' possessions? Does that mean like priests and stuff like that? Like, why do we have those people? Yeah. yeah. I think it's programming. It's just what we've seen using that, you know, there's so much, um, conditioning around like the light being religion. Religion is the light. So you use the light to drive out the dark. It's the only way. Yeah. Like anybody can do it. You can do it. Yeah. Right. And religion is just another form of control, right? Like before we really had the big political kind of control power that we do now, a lot of it was in the hands of religious people, Mm -hmm. kings and queens and you know divine from god kind of a stuff so it's just an after effect they're showing me of that just you know the, the a containing grasp for power in that space and you can absolutely get rid of them and they don't want you to know that because it keeps you obedient is what they say to me mm-hmm. whereas like you power. know yeah whereas if you're fully sovereign and can do this work without them then you know they will continue to crumble and they are just everybody knows religion is on its way out thank mm-hmm. you um but it's, it's a slow crumble because there's some deep, deeply ingrained roots there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it is corrupt. It is. It's really corrupt. You guys, I don't know. It makes me so sad. Mm-hmm. Even watching that. Um, what is it like be sweet and whatever? Like I wa- we watched it because Jenna grew up Mormon. Right. So I like, <laughs> yeah, and I grew up like a Mormon. Mormon. Yeah. yeah. LDS was like this whole thing, but it's just like, you just see like my biggest thing was like these people like we believe we believe and they're like your prophet will never die they're like we believe and their prophet died and they're like oh fuck <laughs> and it's like it's crack in like wait a minute it trips me out that you can 
like quarantine a bunch of humans and give them this thing and they will just believe that like that yeah. is so trippy but that was like the crack that that group needed to start being flushed out yeah he still has like thousands and thousands of followers oh from prison though because he keeps them secluded because out of purity or whatever so like people who are secluded are easier to control unfortunately so get out there people it's disgusting <laughs> that don't watch that documentary on netflix it's disgusting like i did you finish oh, yeah. it? Yeah. No, but I have crystals up by my TV now ever since you Good. told me to put them. Good. The last episode's a kicker. It's really I gross. It's a lot of bad TV, you guys. A lot of bad TV. <laughs> oh my God. So bad. Okay. <clears throat> What's next? Okay, these are comments. 2030 comes to mind. Tell oh, when we were about talking that. about New Earth and stuff and um oh. like like paradigm shifting and all of that, like this energy. I have actually heard that 2030, um, whatever, there's going to be like another pandemic, but I honestly think we're going to be shifted into a different dimension at that point. Yeah. But just like we have multiple world wars, they're saying like we might have multiple pandemics until we figure it out. Humans is what they're saying to us. They yeah. really are rooting for us. They really are. <laughs> Just like, <sighs> and that's like Jill's question. Is there hope for the U.S. getting its shit together and becoming a safer place for all anytime soon? Because Jill's in Scotland and she's not going to move back unless we make it a safe place for her. So let's make it safe so she can come visit. What do you think about that? I think there's always hope. I just think there's a lot of dismantling that probably needs to go down. For, and it's not so much, well, I feel like the dismantling is happening. It's the unification that is the next part that people are so hesitant to like unpolarize themselves and see each other as like the loving, conscious, sovereign, sentient beings that we all are. Like yeah. it, it's the unification. I feel like that is the biggest block to the U.S. Yeah. They're saying subscriptions to structures like, well, I'm a part of this. And so until people unsubscribe, subscribe <laughs> um, to the better than the hierarchy, that kind of stuff. Um, mm -hmm. it, as we start to dismantle the importance of that or the value of that, that will help. Um, but it may, it may be a while, Jill. It might, it might be a might while. Be because there's just so much going on right now on this soil. There's just so much happening um mm -hmm. so many changes and there's um what they're kind of showing me is there's this I feel this pull deep down of like back to normal back to the way things were especially in the Republican army is what they're calling it Ooh. um and so how do we keep the progress of all that we've made and not let them just come back in and take us back into that space again like they're already working on the plans is what they're saying to me I feel like it's impossible to go back to like you can't put the knowledge back in the box. <laughs> like we all have it. We are like, you can't, you can't put it back. People are- My guys say, but you can try. Uh, I think that's the energy is that they're going to try to do that. And we have to firmly stand in the resolve that we do not want to be back in that box. You know, like, no, we will not go back to work in the offices full time. No, right? Mm -hmm. Like- We want better quality firm. of life. Yeah. Stand firm. Yeah, <clears throat> like it's already been proven. And um, we we're in the like, like they're showing us all like linked arms, you know, like we have to bear this right now. And keep choosing things that support the reality that you want to see created. Keep choosing those things. And eventually like it will catch on and the more and more people will choose it and then it will be the reality. And that's kind of how it works, I guess, with 
the micro and, and that, the macro. What they're saying is that's what they're talked about with the like ascension. Like as you start to ascend, it's just like, it'll just keep spreading. Mm -hmm. So again, always continue to focus on your own energy and your own self. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it, it reverberates. Yes. Um, okay. Jillian said tons of heart clearing coming up around that, around the unification. Yeah. There's a lot, Yay. A lot of wounding that needs to be repaired. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Angela said, I work in mental health. The past few years have been quite the roller coaster. Do you see or feel a way forward for us? Validating the mental health needs for the masses. Counsel, feel free to answer. Yeah. Just call them in. <laughs> yes. We feel a way forward for us to validate for us developing the mental health needs. Yeah. So what my guys are saying is we need to have free mental health. Mm -hmm. It needs to be at that level. It needs to be like, um, I'm such a proponent of therapy. I love my therapist and my couples therapist. Hey. Um, and I'm just like, I just told them the other day, I like gushed at them. Like everybody needs a therapist because it's the best experience ever to have somebody like hold that space for you and to talk about things. And there's all different kinds of therapists. If you haven't found the one that you like, like let me know. I, I, I know how to find them now. And I know how to do the search terms, but like, you need to find the right type of therapist. I'm working with an internal family systems, AKA family constellations and shamanic work. And she used to do that shamanic work. And now she has a therapeutic background. So basically my sessions are just mini journeys. Right. But like doing this work of like getting people into this space of continuing, they say to break down the stigma. It's so important. Um, for people to realize that getting help before they need help. Mm, yeah. Don't come when you're so desperate and at the end of your rope, that's a really like hard place to be. It would help the therapist community more. If you went before you were in dire needs, we get it. You can come in the dire needs as well, but it's a place for you to work on your mental health. And it's finally being um, celebrated as an important health aspect to look at. Like we take care of our body so much. We don't take care of that space, spiritual space, emotional space. Um, needs tending to. Um, do I see a way forward for you? Yeah. Um, my guys say y'all need breaks. <laughs> Feel free to take breaks. We know it's hard, but you need to replenish and take care of yourself and have some spaciousness. You've been doing a heavy load, they're saying. You've been doing a lot of work. Mm -hmm. And you feel like maybe you're not getting anywhere and they're just kind of saying like it's not you it's them <laughs> but it's this feeling of like you know you are holding the space for people to at least just they're just there's a lot of unloading there's a lot of unburdening right now um we have to do that before we can progress and move forward so that's kind of why it's just we've literally just like opened up the hoarder's house and we've just taken everything out that's kind of where we are and it's a fucking mess mm -hmm. but we're gonna clean it up and paint it and it's gonna look nice we promise but it will that's where we are. We're in that, we're in process. Yeah. What mm -hmm. do you feel about that and mental health? <clears throat> yeah. I think the more that people just talk about the things that they're not willing to put up with anymore. And I don't think that mental health, like issues, diagnoses, let's go with mental health diagnoses, um, yeah. are just coping skills. So the more that you can like destigmatize that, like something is wrong with you, cause there's nothing wrong with you. This is just how yeah. you have learned to cope with your totally. life. <laughs> so like yeah. unraveling that and then like what's normal? Like there is no such thing as normal. Casual little plug there. But like <laughs> a helping to, my sound effect. <laughs> know, to like denormalize life. Like there's no normal way to go about one thing or another. So yeah. Why are we diagnosing people that aren't broken? You yeah. just work through some of that stuff. Um and then do you have any other suggestions? 
of how to better protect your own light as healers so he can help others find theirs. For example, muscle testing. I think the biggest thing that you can do is not internalize. Just because somebody is unloading doesn't mean you're going to pick it up. Mm. That is not for you to pick up. That is actually not going to help them at all if you pick it up. Um, But if it strikes a chord in you, an emotional response, then that is also a wound for you to look at within yourself, not necessarily for them. Yeah. Um, Yeah. My guys are kind of saying like, if you need to protect your light, like um, the energy I feel in that question is like, my light is being abused. Mm. Mm. My light is being overused. My light is being sucked out of me. So they're kind of saying like, you already know what you need to do. It's like, you need to turn the light off. Like I just did with that dude who I didn't want to invite in the 1800s guys. Um, you have to really just be like, this is yes. And this is no. And they're getting very firm with me on this because this is something I'm working through too. So here we go. But they're just kind of saying like, we need you <laughs> to be fully functioning in your work as healers do everything in your power to make sure that when you show up to heal, you are like, woo, yes, amazing. Like it's going to look different for each person and each healer. You really are outside of the norms of what it looks like and just find what works for you. Please check in periodically because it will change, but it's just so important that you're taking care of yourself so that you can serve. That's what you're here to serve their things. That's what you signed up for. So don't come to work like hungover. (laughs) Yeah. And that's like energetic hungover or whatever, you know, like, and they're also kind of saying, um, healers, it's okay to cancel on clients. It's okay to say, no, it's okay to have a thing and be like, sorry, I can't today. Like people will understand money will reflow. Like don't get caught up in the logistics they're saying, allow yourself to be honest and honor where you are if you need a day or a break. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody can drain you that you aren't allowing to drain you. Nothing can drain yeah. you unless you're allowing it. So if you feel like you're not being protected, then there's somewhere that you're giving that protection away, that you're not doing that work. Yeah. So the other thing that they're saying to me, which I find really interesting, and this is for the people that feel like I want to help everybody. Hi, that's me. Um, when you're, <laughs> you can't. When you're, <laughs> when you're working with a client, like at the end of the session, you can just kind of say to their guides and your guides, like, please continue the healing with them. Like, please continue, like, let it be continued so that like you kind of pass the baton that they're saying to their guides and their healers and letting them have experiences and opportunities that will continue the work that you do with them, but that you don't have to be tied so much to um, the outcome, so to speak, because you're not supposed to be. Yeah. Oh, that's great Ooh. advice. I like that a lot. It's making me hot and sweaty, you guys. I know. Just channeling these three beans at once. Oh my God, are there dinosaurs? Wait. Are the dinosaurs that we have learned about real? Oh, that's a good one, Lindsay. Space chickens. That's what dinosaurs were, space chickens. Okay, are we talking like Jurassic Park learned about dinosaurs? They're saying no. Well, that's what we've been conditioned to see. There's still dinosaurs right now here. Yeah, you can't see them. They're 40. Can't see them. They've they've evolved past that. Um, Yeah. So you've seen the images where there's like feathers and those are more like birds and they have colors on them. Yeah, they're just kind of saying that those were um, the images that we have were kind of based on, I guess what they're showing me is like outdated or older information. And then the movies kind of took it and they kind of like, you know, media and education kind of intertwined. 
but yeah, they're they're a lot different looking than we thought originally. Mm -hmm. I feel like they were more sentient. Mm -hmm. I definitely have met people that have been dinosaurs. Uh, what? And they remember <laughs> being a dinosaur. What? <laughs> Just a casual dropping in BT dubs. I used to be a dinosaur. Um, yeah, yeah. What? I'm gonna like, yeah, uh huh. Mm -hmm. Um, how do I love that? Explain this to me. Okay, so like, okay, so they're talking about like species evolution or species kind of a thing. Like, uh, they're much more mm, smarter, sentient than we think mm -hmm. because we didn't know, we just kind of relate them to other animals or other beings, or like we're just using current animals to describe and understand their behaviors I guess to a degree we don't have a lot of like information besides their bones and where we find, find them um but yeah people who used to be like the soul or spirit of a dinosaur come back into human form I don't know why though let's see if they'll give me anything more on that just to experience something new but you can probably like move species you guys that's cool oh yeah yeah my dog's probably gonna be a human in his next life I get that that's why dog is spelled like that because it's God backwards now. Um, I just, they're just kind of saying like, yes, yes, you can move through and be different species. Mm -hmm. Your soul can exist as different things. Mm -hmm. That's cool. I get that. That makes sense. Lindsay, do you think dinosaurs are real? <laughs> yeah, Lindsay, tell us, do you, do you think they're real? She also said, are the bones they found of dinosaurs fake? She doesn't think they're real. <laughs> like man-made? No. Yeah. Um, they're just kind of saying that, they're saying this is a religious life question. Things have existed far before humans. Mm -hmm. And um, the bone technology tells us that. Um, mm -hmm. but yes yeah they are real yeah. yeah just not in the way that we've been conditioned to view them yeah perceive them yeah um, we did not live with dinosaurs <laughs> no but in them yes <laughs> just not with them <laughs> um okay can vertigo be a symptom of ascension and how can you access oh. your akashic records oh, okay two part uh for sure actually vertigo I feel like if it's a chronic problem of vertigo, like you have it all the time, then that is something energetic for sure. But if you get a vertigo episode, I've been told mm -hmm. that you, that's like a jumping a timeline. That's like jumping a dimension. And it's happened to me. It happened to me when I was walking on the treadmill. I thought I was going to go off the treadmill because I got some vertigo. Uh, and I was just like, oh, cool. Just casually hopped to another timeline there. You know what they're saying? They're saying even more important with this question is um, you can define your ascension system, mm -hmm. right? So you don't have to experience vertigo to know that you're ascending. But like Natalie said, like sometimes as humans, we like visceral bodily experiences like the exorcism and stuff to know that it's real. It's what they're kind mm -hmm. of thinking a lot. So like if yeah. you have vertigo, and you're maybe doing ascension work or you did some healing the day before, <laughs> like they want you to kind of notice like when and where it shows up. 
um, and then what you do, which I guess it kind of makes you feel kind of dizzy. And so it would, it would just kind of like let you ground and things like that. Yeah, that's what they're saying. It's like, notice when it happens, is it around other work that you're doing versus like, yeah, maybe it's more just it, <laughs> my guys, mm -hmm. an inner ear condition. Right. <laughs> it might just be that. You might just you need to go get it to some like, foods. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I get that sometimes. It's really trippy. Yeah. Yeah. I can't imagine having it all the time because it's so disorienting. Um, and how can you access your Akashic records? Um, there are lots of different ways. There are prayers out there that you can Google to access them. Um, a lot of it is just getting used to the frequency of it. So asking your guides to help you attune you to the frequency. And then I have a course, Intuition Unblocked, that actually teaches you how to open them and what to ask and how to use them. So there's a lot to be learned from the records. So Love I can them. just Google Akashic Records prayer and just say that and then boom, I'm in? Yeah. Yeah. And how do I course, know which one to pick? Whichever one feels good. Try out a few. Okay. I don't know. There's no like, there's no wrong way to do it. <laughs> it's just well, okay. what resonates most with you. Okay. So this has been my thing with the Akashic Records hair flip is they're like, there's only one way to get in and you have to do this prayer and it's blah, blah, blah. And so I've just been like, I just feel like it's very like secretive or like, I'm very much like a, I would just open the door and be like, what's up Akashic Records? No. I mean, I want to be respectful, but like, that's the energy. And then I met this woman and she took this training and she's like, well, now I can create my own prayer to get in and I can help you create your own prayer. Mm -hmm. you Don't you feel like that's a right lockdown on the prayer? No, it doesn't matter. It's just how you feel like, a, like a divine process for you to honor the sanctity of the records to get you in there there's a lot of respect okay, so. in the records so just going into it in like a sacred setting or with a sacred practice is going to get you in there anybody can access them anytime I created a meditation if you're not like a prayer person then there's just yeah. like a guided meditation in my course that'll just like boop, like beam you up in there so it's whatever you feel like works for you and your strongest Claire Oh, I love that. Okay. Does it always look like a library book to you? No, it depends on who's I'm going into and what I'm going in for. <gasps> like other people's Akashic records look, look different? Sometimes depending, because you like always want to go in with an intention because they're just so, it's so much. So you have to go in with a direction. So depending on what I'm going in with, it could just be different. So one time I opened them and I was sitting on a flower with all of my guides around. <laughs> Whoa. Mine is always like this epic library. It's like 10 stories of books. There's a fireplace. There's like yeah. one of those library ladders because that's what I have in mind. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's very like moody. And I feel like there's going to be like a bar cart or somebody bringing me tea. Yeah. You know, it's just very, it's very epic. I feel <laughs> that's why I, I say everybody look like that. No, I'm, I know <laughs> everybody has a different experience in the records because not everybody sees that the way that you do, but maybe that's the way that you've set up to identify when you're in the records. Cause you don't like yeah. go into the records specifically with a specific direction or purpose. So maybe that's what they show you to be like, Oh, look, you're in the records now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. When I go to people's records. Okay. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm so excited. I want to do more. Do it. I love the records. They say the weirdest shit. Um, um, okay. It says, Natalie, you have mentioned on other podcasts, other podcasts. What are you doing on other podcasts? It's been a while, <laughs> but I have been on other podcasts. <laughs> that you can muscle test yourself. How do you do that? There are lots of different ways to muscle test on yourself. Um, I, 
I think I still in my, like when you sign up for my newsletter, I walk you through using your body as a pendulum uh, for muscle testing. I personally in sessions use my fingers just because it's easier, but Jess does this. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I never got the hang of this. I like to break their, what do you do? Like the flick? Um, You just press light pressure. Um, Again, I have a course, Intuition Unblocked, teach you how to muscle (laughs) test. I love it, but it does take some like practice and unblocking to get like really comfortable with it, but. Can I use my finger? Yeah, and you have to like look a certain way too. Remember, mm-hmm. I remember because I, I took the course. You have to like the way that they, like, the way that I learned with um, Psych K and through all of that. Yeah, they teach you that in neuro linguistic programming. Programming, yeah. Um, that yeah. this space down here is your feelings. So like, if you're using your body to test for things, you want to be focused and in your feelings. So. Oh, and like if you look up, it's your intellectual and auditory. Visual. Yeah. Ah, oh, that's cool. Um, I love muscle. I love teaching clients how to muscle test. I'm like, let's just do it right now. I love it. I and I'd be like, say that time. your name is Sarah. And they're like, no. And I'm like, there you go. And off they go. They're muscle testing everything. It's like when you get a labeler and you're like, I'm going to label everything. Yeah. And I also tell you the ways in which like, like <laughs> muscle testing is not good, like should not be your go-to <laughs> because there are certain situations where like you should not, don't muscle test for that. <laughs> like what? Um, Okay, well, the pregnancy thing, remember I was such a fiasco oh, yeah. uh, muscle testing if I was pregnant when I wasn't because I was testing that I was, even though the blood work was coming back negative. So there, like, there are specificities to using muscle testing also that I yeah. teach you. I love that. Um, okay, I think we have time. One more question. Yeah. With the flash slash new earth coming, I worry that since my spouse and I are in very different places spiritually, we will be quote unquote separated. Is this something we would have signed up for and will, and we will be okay with it? Mm. Um, Jess, if you would ask the counselor. Yeah. (laughs) Really what they're saying around this, so interesting, is like, you won't miss them because you're in a place of understanding. Mm, yeah. So if they, if there is sort of a, a separation, and again, this me from my what I'm seeing, I don't see the other planet physical stuff. I more of an energetic stuff. Um, it would be they, it would be okay, but it might it might feel different in the relationship. Yeah, it might feel like they're kind of saying, but like, that doesn't mean that like, you have to just go off and find a new partner. Like you can do what they're saying. Again, the same thing is like, you can, if you're ascended, continue to do your vibrational work for your family and your partner, and they will come forward. Like you can't force them, but you can be the energy of the new awareness um, that they will eventually, like they say, uh, be affected by, or will start to vibrate like that because they're around you. Right. So no hard feelings. Um, and it's not like a good or bad, you know, yeah, you made it, you didn't kind of a thing. It's more just, um, you're more ready to receive the transmissions and the upgrades and maybe your partner isn't, but in you getting that for the household, they're saying you'll start to like beam it out. Yeah. That's what they show me. You're going to beam it out. That's exciting. I keep, they give me this reference. Like it's not, it's not like shirts versus skins. Like there's no two teams. Like, yeah. And also people choose to be with you because of what you can teach them, not just what you can learn from each other. So also being around you and their vibration is already raising from being around you. They haven't drifted away from you. So that's an indication that yes, their frequency is raising. 
Um, and we never know the work that somebody else is doing at the subconscious level. Like maybe yeah. it's just not in their conscious awareness, but they're, they're going to show up on new earth and be more woke than you. You never know. <laughs> That's true. They're also pointing out this last part about, is this something we would have signed up for and will we be okay with it? And they said, we really want to take away the patriarchy energy around, I signed up for this, mm-hmm. like youth, like, um, or even the more parental sometimes, but come down from the patriarchy, like, well, you signed up for this, so you must suffer is the dot, dot, oh. dot, right? Like, mm-hmm. well, sorry, you signed up for this, so now you're, you're going to have this bad relationship with your partner because, you know, you decided to ascend and he didn't. It's, it's less about, like, the signing up when I say, like, when I see that when people, like, sign up for certain experiences, it's like your soul willingly chose to have these experiences for the evolution and growth of it. So if you can see all this stuff that's happening as cool, like I'm in agreement with incarnating in this time and place in this body and this family, the system to work through these things and experience life. It's, it's more like, how are you gonna hit the ball? Cause it's coming at you. What are you gonna do with that, right? Um, get into their saying, step into a place of curiosity, right? Of, of hope, of ease, of flow. Um, and then they're just saying like, these are fear-based questions right now, because you're just, you know, you're kind of in that space of like, um, you maybe have come from a fear-based um, energy, right? But this new energy is, there's not a lot of fear in it, if any. So it's like, what do I do with all this fear? It's like, it's just going to go away. And you're just going to feel okay with it. That's what they show me. Mm-hmm. Love that. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, counsel. It's really funny. It's like this, like, <laughs> they're kind of like, they're making me do these motions, but it's like, if you're, it's just kind of like, I don't know, you know, when you like have lunch with a friend or coffee with somebody that's just like in a good mood and you really love that person and you leave feeling better. You're like, oh, I love having lunch with chat. You know, I just feel so good. It's like, that's what they're talking about. It's like, you will just, it just permeates, just permeates the energy. It just interacts with theirs and you do your healing work and you help them get to the ascension just by being in your ascended space. Yeah. You don't have to do anything about it. Yeah. Just be in that space. Yeah. Ooh. Love that. Love that. Uh, and I think that is it. I think we're about at an hour. So that kind of wraps up our last live Q and a, any final thoughts from the council? Yeah. They are saying that they'd love all of us to do who are listening. They're saying, or who are here today to do something on this new moon at the end of the month, the cancer new moon. So, yeah, so mm-hmm. to do some sort of whatever this conversation brings up for you today, whatever you're taking away from it, you know, using your abilities or saying to delve into something deeper for this moment, whether it's journaling, whether it's doing a ceremony, you know, it can be big or small, it doesn't have to be of a certain level, but they're just kind of saying make a commitment since you've all heard this transmission around being that energetic being mm-hmm. um, to do something to set intentions for the, you know, the next six months, basically, of how you could step more into that. Love it. Yeah, what could you do each day? Because it's going to help you first and foremost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. who doesn't want to feel good? I Ooh. do. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you guys for coming. Um, this is going to be our last episode, like we said, for season two. Fast. But I know it does go by fast. Um, but there will be a season three. We just don't know the timing of it yet. So stay tuned for that. Yeah. And thanks for being here. Yes, we love all of you. Bye. Bye.